Some brutal mistakes and a horrific night for both Julio and Teoscar Hernandez has all but ended the Mariners' playoff hopes. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, September 27, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Patton out for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after whatever the hell that was. Uh, subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew, rock with us every single day. Let us know in the comments below. I'm very interested to see how many of you are uh, down there and uh, still watching this episode. Uh, and if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. So I think we all know what happened, but to quickly recap, 8-3, to three, the final score from T-Mobile Park. Astros beat the Mariners, and that should just about do it for Seattle's playoff hopes. Now, of course, we have to say that they're not mathematically out of it just yet, but this loss will now require a good amount of help from Arizona this weekend, as well as a big series against the Rangers. And, you know, while the former could certainly happen, I, I just don't see how the uh, the Mariners would pull off the ladder, given everything uh, that's happened this month and everything that's happened over the last few days. So, yeah, um, I'm heartbroken. Um this sucks. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, you know, and this game started off so well, so hopeful. You had, you know, the JP Homer to lead things off. Um, Bryce Miller was pretty much cruising uh, for the most part to start this game. Uh, but then the the wheels just fell off in the fourth inning. Miller gives up four runs on a couple of home runs. Um, the Mariners bats missed out on some huge opportunities against Framber Valdez, who was terrible terrible tonight um and you had a, a strike zone that was really working in your favor for a while there it just it just felt like everything was coming up mariners for the first three innings of this game uh and then like i said it just it just all kind of fell apart from the from the fourth inning forward so uh colby i'll, I'll give you the floor just you know say what's on your mind yeah um obviously it, it's really disappointing um to basically have your season end at home in front of your fans. Mariners would be used to it. It's happened three or four times in the last decade, but uh, yeah, not technically out of it, but again, you probably need a sweep of Texas to have any legitimate shot uh, at this thing. Um, so yeah, just, it's a bummer and, and it's not so much that they lost. Like if they lose four to three and they just can't get the big hit, you know, in the eighth inning or whatever, and then it's just kind of, you know, well, it sucks. It's, it's, it's devastating. It's painful, but also, you know, they, play a solid game and they lose. I mean, that, that just happens sometimes, but that's not what happened tonight. The Mariners played horrifically. Um, they had, they had opportunities to add on runs against Framber every single inning he pitched. Uh, they couldn't get that done. Um, some bad luck, you know, Dylan Moore hits a screaming line drive with runners on first and third, right at Alex Bregman. And, um, you know, there was a couple of plays like that that were made. Uh, but you know, that's baseball and, and you have to take advantage and you can't put yourself in a position where, uh, you're playing from behind uh, early. And, and you know, it just feels like if they had gotten that big hit early against Framber, then they could have been up four, five, six runs, uh, and then the game is completely different. Uh, mm-hmm. But they couldn't. 
Uh, and, you know, this has been a pretty common theme for the Mariners all year. You know, people love to point out like, oh, they're so good with the bases loaded. And, and I know statistically they are, but they have left a lot of guys on base, particularly this month. They failed to get the big hit over and over and over again. And it happened again tonight, um, you know, and, and it's it's unfortunate. And I think the, the biggest, um, you know, again, the biggest reason for disappointment in tonight's performance is the performance itself. They did not play good baseball. They were awful. They were one for 13 with runners in scoring position. They struck out 16, 17 times. They had a trip, like just a, one of the worst errors I think we'll ever see uh, in right field. And that, that pretty much ended the game right there because yeah. at that point it's four to three, you're feeling good. Like, yeah, you know, we, we've got this. And then a single turns into a, a triple and the middle of their orders coming up and, and you have to go to brash who, you know, had was used for two innings last night. And it just kind of all in rep brash doesn't have it that tonight. And, and, you know, some bad luck. You have a couple of balls go off of guys gloves and, and, at the end of the day, that's it. So it was just a, it was a pitiful effort at the end of the day. And, and yeah. the guys you needed to have the big games tonight, the guys that you would expect to have big games against a struggling Framber Valdez uh, were awful. They were the worst uh, Julio and Teoscar were the worst players on the field tonight. It was not close, not close. And that is the problem. That is the problem of tonight's game. Um, and yeah, they just, again, they, they didn't go down swinging, right? They went down kind of whimpering and, and cowering and, and just kind of shrinking in, in the big moment. And that is the most disappointing part because it, it appears that the team lacks heart. It appears that the team lacks, you know, motivation. It appears that they lack, um, you know, intestinal fortitude, whatever you want to call it. it. It just feels like they lack that drive ambition. Again, it doesn't matter what you want to call it, but, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a really disappointing effort in a must-win game. You couldn't play better than that in, with your season on the line. Devastating. It's absolutely devastating uh, to, to go out like that. And, um, you know, it, it does open up some legitimate questions about this team going forward uh, into this winter and, and into next year. And, and I think some changes will need to be made. And we'll talk about a lot of those, uh, yeah. you know, next week probably. But, um, you know, a couple weeks or a month earlier than we wanted to. But uh, that's just the reality of the situation. And, and, you know, for now, you got four games left. Um, you still have an outside shot, uh, you know, to, to sneak into the playoffs here. But it's not looking good, and, and it was right in front of you. Everything you could have possibly wanted was right in front of you on September 1st. And you I, – I can't think of anything other than calling this a collapse. You had – six. you have 16 games so far this month mm-hmm. against teams with a 500 or better record. Um, you've gone 3-13. and 13 against them like that's yeah. the ball game that's yeah. the ball game right there all you yeah. had to do is go 500 against those teams and you're talking about clinching a playoff spot tomorrow or or you know even with the a series loss to houston you're still talking about clinching a playoff spot on on friday night or um yeah. and yeah it just it's it's a bummer because again it, this wasn't you know you you had a hard charge at the end of the year and and you just came up you just it felt like you needed another two games on the schedule to catch up and, and you didn't get them instead. It was, you were the front runner and when you're the front runner and you choke away the lead, it hurts a lot more than being the, the hard charging team at the end who just comes up a game or two short. And that's uh, a new position for Mariner fans. The Mariner fans haven't been a front runner uh, for, you know, the division heading into September one for a very long time. And uh, that's, that's what makes it hurt. So um it's a bummer you know i wish they would have played better it was it was a perfect night for julio to step up and shine it was a fantastic night for you know 
Teoscar or Cal or, or Bryce or one of these guys to have that big moment and kind of cement themselves in, in Mariners lore. And instead they played arguably their worst sloppiest game of the year, uh, you know, when they needed it the most. It's it's unfortunate, but uh, that is the reality. And it's um, there's a lot of explaining to do in that Mariners clubhouse. It's It's such a disappointing performance, especially after what we saw last night. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. It seemed like the the life had been kind of restored in this ball club uh, that they got up and they they punched back, um, but then they they just reverted back to to the same old crap that has plagued them this entire month. Um, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit you know more later on in, in the show, but they have no one to blame but themselves for this really um they shouldn't have even been in a position where this game had to be the biggest of the entire season when they entered this month they had a chance to put this thing away you know a few days ago right um you know if they just had gone off to a a a decent not even a great start to the month just a decent start to the month um that road trip just completely completely derailed everything um, and they just they weren't able to recover from it ever. Um, then you know you you get swept by the Dodgers, you get swept by the Rangers this past weekend. Like it just got worse and worse and worse. And we talked about it. You could not let it snowball because once you let it snowball, guys are going to start to press. Guys are going to start to feel like they need to do more than they really need to at the end of the day. And we just saw that. We we just saw that play out right before our eyes um yeah i i have i have a lot of complaints i have a lot of thoughts on on tonight on this month on this team as a whole um i don't know if i'm really in a in a spot to to properly express all of that just yet though i might need a couple days to kind of just process everything come down from this because it's been a lot of up and down up and down with the emotions and you know, I just, I frankly just don't have the energy to go over this tonight. Um, as you know, we've done so many times on this show the, the past six months. Cause again, it's just the, it's the same crap, different night. Um, and I'm exhausted, frankly, you know, I'm exhausted by the 2023 Mariners. I'm exhausted by people on Twitter. I'm exhausted by, you know, the thought of entering off season mode way earlier than you and I wanted to. Um, I'm exhausted by all of it. And, and I just could not be more disappointed in this team. And in this result tonight and in this result this entire month. Um, but I'm also, you know, not surprised. I mean, we could all see this coming. Um, and yeah, um, the Mariners just, they went out like chumps tonight. And that's a really tough pill to swallow. It's a really, really tough pill to swallow. And especially because of, you know, guys like Julio and, and Teo tonight, they were dreadful. And those guys are supposed to be the the ones leading this thing. And they let you down in a massive way tonight. Uh, we're going to talk more about that in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mirrors postgame show is brought to you by Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, 
visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. That's Nutrafol.com men, promo code LOCKEDONMLB. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 8-3 to loss to the Houston Astros tonight. Uh, the Mariners have one more series remaining on the regular season schedule, and again, they're technically not out of the playoff race just yet. So if you want to keep on watching, keep on following along, you can catch the Mariners and the Rangers starting tomorrow night on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Um, Colby, this was... Julio's worst game of his entire career, right? And I know it's a very young yeah. career, but this was given the moment, given what he did tonight or did not do, rather, this was the worst game of his young career. Uh, absolutely, he left a small village of runners on the base, the the bottom of the order, and JP did their job, and then some. Yeah. Um, which you know, considering the lineup that we saw, you know, a couple hours before the game, it, it was not what we would have expected, uh, and certainly not a lineup that. I think is appropriate to throw out there with your season on the line. But think about this. This game was played so poorly. We don't even have time to talk about how stupid that lineup was, but that lineup, the, the seven, eight, nine and one, they did their job. They got on base. Mm -hmm. Julio had opportunities to get big hits and drive and runs to help your team win. And, and he failed just epically. Like every, every at bat was worse than the one before it. Um, so yeah, that was unequivocally the worst game of his career. Um, he'll have more games like it, you know, I mean, obviously every great player has terrible games. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, when you say Julio had an awful game, that doesn't diminish how good Julio has been this year. He's been yeah. really good and yeah. he's going to finish top five and, and, you know, most valuable player and he should. And, and yeah. I just, I don't think that like, there's this idea floating around right now that Julio is 22. So you can't criticize him too harshly or Julio is, you know, been so good even though he hasn't for the last couple of weeks, but Julio has been so good that you can't possibly criticize him when he doesn't do something well. And you absolutely can. It's accountability. Yeah, and, and absolutely, you know what Julio isn't Julio's not hearing any of this. First of all, he's not hearing what we're saying, but second of all, like he's not hearing any of this and disagreeing with it. Julio would tell you straight up. Yes, yeah. I was awful tonight. Yeah. You know why? Because Julio has accountability and he's a realist and he understands his role. You're the franchise player. Mm -hmm. Like, your your stated mission is to give Seattle their first World Series. Like you want to be the guy that everybody counts on. And when you have the J Rod squad out there and everybody's got your jersey and they shower you with love and praise and and that's awesome. It really is. And and we all love Julio. Nobody here doesn't like Julio Rodriguez except for Absolutely. the Astros fans in our comments. Um yeah. but that doesn't mean that you're above uh you know criticism. It doesn't mean that you just get to enjoy all of that without any of the drawback. The drawback is, is that you have higher expectations yeah. than any other 22 year old. And, and you invited that Julio invited that he welcomes that. And he typically plays it very well. Tonight was yeah. not one of those nights. So yeah. um, I, I just think there's this idea that, uh, you know, you say Julio is the worst player on, on the field tonight. And, and people love to flood, flood my mentions and, and tell me like, I'm a hater or like he's only 22. And it's like, yeah, He's only 22, but he's the franchise. 
Like he mm-hmm. is the guy. He welcomes that challenge. He wants to be that guy. And if you want to be that guy and you have the skill set to be that guy and Julio has both of those things, yeah. then when you're not that guy, you need to be criticized for it. Yeah. And that's totally that's totally fair. Julio yeah. was awful tonight. He was yeah. god awful. Yeah. Just say it. Julio will tell you the exact same thing. I'm yeah. not breaking news. Yeah. I'm not nitpicking. He was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. You're not saying anything that that he doesn't know that he he's not acknowledging him himself right now. He knows that he messed up. He knows that he let his team down. He knows that he did not do his job tonight. Um, but that doesn't mean that we also shouldn't say it because our job is to come on here and, and tell you the truth, right? Of what's going right. on. To, to give you our honest too. Yeah. But hold players accountable. Like yeah. a fan doesn't mean that you have to blindly follow the players and just trust them and, and do nothing but praise them. Hold players accountable as a fan. That's yeah. why I don't get this. Like, Oh, you should never boo a player. Of course you should. Of course you shouldn't do it as frequently as like Philly does. But like, of course, Julio went over four tonight with four strikeouts. You could boo him after this last strikeout. He earned it and Julio will wear it. Like Julio is not a, a, like a precious child who needs to be protected. He gets it. He understands it. That's part of the reason why you're so comfortable giving him all that money and giving him, you know, just making him your franchise guy is that Julio understands all that and he mm-hmm. embraces all of that. It's not a big deal. Hold your players accountable. Mm-hmm. You have no problem holding your manager and your hitting coach and your GM. You hold those guys accountable all day. You why demand for you them hold- to lose their jobs and all that. Yeah, like they're like not why, real people who have lives and why families. Why can't you just hold players accountable, even the ones you yeah. love? Right. And we saw him do it with Felix at the end of his career. Felix was awful the last three years he pitched here. And it was just excuse after excuse after excuse. And it was just, Kyle you know, Seager. yep. It was there's the same thing. So many, like, there's so many examples. And I get it because the Mariners have had such a, a poor history. Right. So we, we, you know, we as a collective fan base cling on to the, to the few bright spots that we have. Um, but yeah, no, that, that, that does not excuse Julio. And I, I love Julio. Julio's my favorite baseball player. Like mm-hmm. he is an amazing, amazing talent. He is going, he to me has the absolute ceiling of a Hall of Famer. I think he will be in the Hall of Fame one day. Like I think he's that kind of player. Um, but tonight, and yeah, he's 22 years old, but he's he's the guy. Right, wrong, or indifferent, he is the guy and he needs to be the guy and he needs to show up in these moments. And more often than not, we talked about this a lot during the first half. Obviously, he went on, went on a historic run in, in the month of August. But more often than not, in these big moments with the, the stadium packed and it's a big game and you know he's got runners in scoring position and, and they just need a big hit. They don't need a home run. They just need a big hit. They just need to score a run or two. They need Julio to come through in that way. And he just hasn't. He just hasn't. You know, He came through in, in Kansas City. He came through against Atlanta last year. But these instances are too far, uh, few and far between for a player of his status yeah. and for uh, the standard that we ultimately have to hold him to because of he he's that guy, right? He's supposed to be the dude that that strikes fear in opponents when he steps up to the plate in a key situation. And right now, I just why should the Astros fear him? You got Hector Neris showing him up walking him down after striking him out on three pitches, which was a pathetic at bat. And then he comes up the next time and strikes out on three pitches again. It was pathetic from Julio today. Mm -hmm. It was a pathetic performance. And look, you know, I, the, the nearest thing. Yeah. That's weirdo behavior. Like absolutely. Just the stupidest Mm -hmm. thing, the most like 
it's fine if you want to chirp at the dugout after a big strikeout pop off all that sure totally fine with that whatever that's you know that's part of it that's part of playoff baseball i get it and that's part of rivalries in general that's fine i welcome that kind of behavior but walking down a hitter after Mm -hmm. striking him out when you're not even like it didn't seem like they were beefing beforehand or anything like that it was just out of the blue like even julio looks surprised he started kind of like laughing at first when it when it when naris was chirping at him like that was the weirdest thing i've ever seen but if you don't want that to happen don't have an at bat like julio just did don't strike out on three pitches yep it's you know this is a skill set like anything else julio can get better at it um um, and I'm sure he will be. I'm sure there will be yeah. stretches of Julio's career where he is, you know, this is the guy you want up and, and all that. He's just not that guy right now. We've seen it yeah. occasionally. We've seen it for weeks at a time where he is that guy, but we've also seen it for weeks at a time where he comes up with the bases loaded and Ty and I are like, oh, well, double player strikeout. What's it going to be? Um, you know, and, and it is something he needs to get better at. And it's something I'm confident that he will. I mean, he's an yeah. incredible player, but he's just not above criticism. He's just not above you know honest analysis of his game and and you know it's one of those weaknesses that i think is present in you know mariner fan base certainly uh i i don't doubt that it's not fairly universal but for the most part mariner fans once they law you know once they kind of glom onto a guy as their guy anybody who criticizes that person gets um you know roasted uh for having the the gall to criticize somebody who played poorly that's part of the job. You have to learn to live with that. You have to learn how to live with, you know, your failure and to improve from it. And Julio will, I'm not concerned about Julio long-term in these situations at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't think tonight's game is, is the new Julio or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Come no. out tomorrow and you go three for four with, you know, two home runs and a double. And I'd be like, yep. I mean, cool. I mean, that's yeah. totally what Julio would do. So um, yeah, you just got, you guys just got to remember, you can criticize players and there's nothing wrong with fairly criticizing a player who had a bad game. So I, I, it's not personal, it's analysis and you watch it and you can't tell me that Julio was good tonight. You can't tell me that Julio wasn't the, that wasn't the worst or second worst player on the field tonight. It happens, yeah. you know, and it just, unfortunately for Julio, it happened in the biggest game, uh, of the year. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to take a while to, he'll wear that one and he'll remember that one. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you just, you can't be, we just, we're not going to sit here and not criticize the guy who played poorly. Um, because that would be disingenuous and you shouldn't either. You should, you yeah. should criticize players who play poorly. Yeah. Um, you know, our job again is, is to be honest with you guys. And and the honest truth here is that Julio was one of the main reasons that you lost tonight. And Julio has been a big contributor to the, uh, to the struggles over the last couple of weeks in general. Like he's been really bad for the last couple of weeks since the, since the Dodgers series, uh, straight up. I think he has six hits, five hits, something like that. Mm-hmm. Since the, since the Dodgers series, he's been terrible. Um, I think and, he's had one RBI since the Dodgers series. And look, he's you know he's not the main reason. He's not the only reason that you struggled. Your pitching staff has been a massive letdown. Mm-hmm. Even today, your pitching staff was a letdown. Your defense was a major letdown. That was really the reason that you lost tonight. I mean, your offense definitely did not do you any favors as well. I'm not letting them off the hook by any means, but you really did lose this game because of your pitching and, and your defense. Um, yeah. You're not going to win most games when you give up eight runs. You're just not. Um, but yeah, you know this, this. This was just a terrible f- performance across the board. That's what makes this so upsetting. Um, and it, and it's really upsetting to see you know your star player choke. Frankly, 
in the heat of the moment and then get shown up by a rival. It was uh, infuriating, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, in the moment to see that happen. Uh, and I wasn't even really, I wasn't upset with, with Neris doing what he did, even though I find it incredibly weird. It was just Julio struck out on three pitches and then that happened. And that was just like, that's really how the season is going to die. Huh? Really? Because mm-hmm. that, that, that moment, like I know it was still four to three at the time, but that moment kind of like that felt like that was the ender. So anyway, we're going to, uh, tell you about jace medical here uh, in just a moment and then we're gonna uh wrap this thing up i'm gonna put a bow on it uh but uh yeah again first a reminder this episode of the lockdown mayor's podcast is brought to you by jace medical modern medical care and treatment are important but our global supply chains are fragile things like pandemics natural disasters and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need jace medical is your solution for that Just fill out our online form and one of our board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they will send your prescriptions to one of our partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 8-3 loss at the hands of the Houston Astros. Again, you can catch the beginning of their final series of the regular season against the Texas Rangers tomorrow night on the Mariners hometown broadcast for SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, so continuing our discussion about just kind of the huge letdown, um, of tonight, um, it wasn't just Julio. It was also Teoscar Hernandez, uh, who equally looked pathetic, uh, at the plate and obviously had, um, an incredibly poorly timed error. Uh, just one of the worst errors you, you would possibly see. And that's where things really unraveled. Cause that was right after the, the Naris and Julio thing. And then just if the wheels hadn't come off beforehand they really came off in, in that moment and uh you know brash comes in he's not able to stop the bleeding it ends up going seven to three uh they had the insurance run later on on the uh martin maldonado home run off of trent thornton and that's your ball game um colby thoughts on um teoscar and any anyone else or anything else you want to talk about from this one yeah, Teoscar was absolutely brutal and and uh, kind of continues the teeter-totter of should the Mariners qualify offer him or should they let him walk? Should they try and sign him? Like It's kind of been the story of Teoscar this year. The moment, the highs are incredibly high, and, and he looks like a guy who can hit in the middle of a really good lineup and, and be that guy, and the lows are, you know, he's one of the worst players in baseball. And, and you know, it's, it's pretty much been either the high of highs or the low of lows. There's been very little... Uh, middle ground in Teoscar's season. So uh, that obviously disappointing, uh, you know, the bullpen uh, coming out and, and, you know, Topo was actually pretty darn good tonight. Um, you know, Brash just didn't have it, uh, didn't have what you needed, but again, also some bad luck. There's, you know, some line drives that, you know, kick off a guy's gloves uh, instead of going in them. Um, and it just, it's crazy to think what might've happened if Ty France had caught the line drive. And I'm not saying that Ty should have caught it. Uh, but you know, if, if he makes that great play, uh, it's, you know, maybe this is a completely different conversation we're having, but 
you know, it is what it is. Um, Miller looked really good through three. And then it just, once the wheels came off, they come off, they came off hard and, and fast. And, um, you know, I felt like the game was over after the Dubon, uh, home run. Um, you know, Gino made it close and, and I feel like if the Mariners had been able to tie it or, or take the lead there, um, after the Gino single, it, it would have been a different story, but they just failed over and over and over again across the board. They couldn't get guys out. They struck out too much. They couldn't get guys in. They created plenty of traffic tonight. Uh, it was not an issue of, of getting on base. It was an issue of doing anything with guys on base. And, you know, it, it just, it's a team that if they don't hit a home run, they're not scoring five, six, seven runs, which is kind of what you need from your starting pitching uh, tonight. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. It, it's annoying uh, more than anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is the reality of the situation and, and there's going to be some tough conversations that are going to be had, uh, sometime next week, uh, when, you know, we kind of start breaking down this season. Um, hopefully they pull off a minor miracle and, you know, we're not talking about that for, you know, another couple of weeks, but the overwhelming odds are that, uh, you know, Monday we'll be talking about what went wrong and, and we'll have to, uh, you know, spend the next few weeks talking about some potentially hard truths and, and get ourselves set up for a season, uh, you know, in 2024, um, you know, it, it's more of an off season conversation, but the future for this franchise is still unbelievably bright. Yep. There's a lot of things to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not as much work to do as, as one might think. Um, based off of the month of September, but there's, they got some legitimate work to do. They got some legitimate decisions to make. And, um, you know, some of the decisions are going to be hard and, and they're going to be, you're going to be asked to weigh short-term versus long-term and, and stuff like that. But, uh, we'll talk about that, you know, more when they're officially eliminated. Um, but, uh, that, that day, unfortunately, it looks like it's coming sooner rather than later. And, yeah. uh, you know, I hope they prove us wrong. They've, they've done it before. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it's just it's hard to feel good about this this group of twenty eight guys based off of what we've seen the last uh, four weeks. Yeah, so um, we're gonna take tomorrow off, uh, just kind of refresh, and then Friday we'll be back and uh, you know talk about what we'd like to see over the last three games of the season, and then barring a miracle on Monday, we'll do a mailbag episode and kind of have a post mortem that way. I know you guys are gonna have a lot of questions about just the end of the season and off-season expectations and all that but then we'll do an official like post-mortem episode on tuesday as well and then um you know we'll start doing some season review stuff we'll start talking about the the off-season a little bit but we're gonna have so much time to talk about that stuff and um there will be a point in the off-season where uh locked on has us go to just three shows a week but that's not until like mid-december um usually so we're still going to be five shows a week for for a while here over the course of the playoffs and into the into the start of the uh off season so um yeah like i said we'll have plenty of time to to talk about this uh that stuff um before we hop off uh we have uh some information here from uh jen mueller and daniel kramer on the exchange between hector neris and, and julio so Julio um, was not available post game. Uh, he he decided to leave the ballpark relatively quick, but he did um, relay through a Mariners spokesman that he didn't feel like there was any animosity between him and, and Hector Neris, and that he was shocked uh, that um, Neris, you know, did what he did. Uh, Eugenio Suarez uh, apparently said that. 
Um, Neris shouted a word, a particular word in Spanish. Uh, we don't know what that word is, but uh, he shouted a word at, at Julio in Spanish that apparently crossed the line. Um, and, you know, Julio said that he didn't think it was related to anything. Uh, he thinks that, or he thought that he and Neris were friends. They're both from the Dominican. They share the same agency. Uh, he was really confused by it. And and you could see his confusion on the field when it first happened. And you could see him like when he was walking over to Neris and walking over to the dugout, to the Astros dugout, it seemed like more he was just trying to ask for an explanation rather than fight him, right? Um, like he was just like, what's that about? Um, so that's just weird, weird behavior from Neris, who obviously has had beef with the Mariners before last year. Um, yeah, he's he's a chump, like straight up. He's a chump. And if he said something that, that crossed the line um, to Julio, um, he's disgusting. So, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't expect any less from from that team, quite frankly. Um, mm-hmm. So whatever. I guess Julio was just raised better. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, uh, at the end of the day, we're about to get out of here, but at the end of the day, um, they have no one to blame but themselves. And like I said, a couple of nights ago, um, everyone's at fault here, you know, some more than others, Mm -hmm. but everyone's at fault here, uh, for this, for this collapse, for just how the whole season has gone for how the off season went for how the trade deadline went all that. Um, it's, you know, John Stanton, it's Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander. It's Scott service. It's the players everyone you know again some more than others everyone is at at fault here for this and so we're going to dive into all of that over the course of uh the next few weeks um so you know get ready for that uh but like i said we're gonna take tomorrow off we're gonna refresh and then we'll get back after it on friday we'll talk about the last few games of the season and then um you know again barring a miracle we'll we'll head into offseason mode and get ready for a very 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 important offseason uh for the Mariners. So. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Uh, you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 8-3 to loss to the Houston Astros. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Rangers starting tomorrow night on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball evening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.